journaling. How can this tool be helpful in the Christian walk? Are there benefits to be had for the Christian who utilizes spiritual journaling in their daily devotions? Can the written thought and prayer and reflection really deepen my relationship with God? James and myself discuss these questions with our special guest, Aaron Day, on today's episode of the Everyday Ministry Podcast, where everyday ministers get together to discuss everyday ministry. Are we forgotten? Thousand captive in iron and stone. This is James White, the pastor at Lighthouse Community Church, and I have the joy and privilege to sit with two gentlemen. One is going to be a guest on the show tonight, and the other one is Royce. And so, Royce, how is everything going in your neck of the woods? That's a southern term, if you didn't realize that. That's that's a weird one. No, things are going good. I appreciate you asking. We're just booking right along. Uh, most of you know we got four kids, so our youngest is 11 months tomorrow, actually. That's Amelie. She's awesome. She's just growing, changing so fast, and you know all about that, James. But Oh, definitely. Yeah, I mean, things are going pretty good at church. Our community group's going to be switching over to our fall, kind of our fall schedule here in the next month, and got a lot of good things um, kind of for our group to do in the fall, and yeah, just kind of been chilling with the everyday podcast peeps and figuring all this stuff out and doing episodes and yeah, it's been, it's been good. Well, unfortunately we hadn't had the joy of having you on a lot of the normal episodes, but you've done several of the ministry minutes and I've really enjoyed this as an individual. As you point out that it is the month of August and we're about to be the dead center of it. What did y'all get the name for the August guns? <laughs> well, I actually joined in with the band after they got started but our head man micah he's the one that came up with the name and the origin is the guns of august which was a battle from world war one and i don't know a lot of details about it i just remember he's kind of a historical buff so i think he just really liked the name of that and i think we were originally going to go with or he was originally going to go with the guns of august but i think there are already actually a couple bands that have that name so he just switched it up to the August Guns, but yeah. So it must be a pretty popular point in history. Yeah, I'm more more popular than I thought because I hadn't really heard of it before. So. I've never heard of it. So, but yeah, I'm glad everything's going well, man. Uh, everything's going good in Vernon, Alabama. Enjoyed the last two weeks of being out of school and getting to spend a good bit of time with my daughter and wife the last two weeks. And unfortunately, the day that this episode will release, I will start back the grind of my master's program, and so that much time I've had last two weeks will probably come to an end and I'll have to make time a little more time at least. So, mm -hmm. but everything else is good. Enjoy being back here on an episode of the everyday ministry podcast, picking back up where we left off with the spiritual disciplines as we're walking through Donald Whitney's book. I believe after this episode, we only have one other episode on that book. And so we'll be mm -hmm. looking at doing something different after that. But on this week's episode, we do have a guest here with us, and his name is Aaron Day. And Aaron, you're at a big transition in your life, so I'm going to allow you just to introduce yourself. Yeah. What's up, everybody? My name is Aaron Day. As James mentioned, I am currently in the middle of a move as we speak, actually. I'm about three quarters of the way from the Baton Rouge area in Louisiana to Kansas City, where I'm starting my Master's of Divinity at Midwestern Seminary. Well, man, I really appreciate you taking the time in that Airbnb to record with us on the middle of your trip. 
especially as short notice as I gave you by texting you at like three o'clock this 11, evening. Eleven, see if you're... 11 in the morning. Oh, well, I gave you more time than I thought then. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so good. Well, I'm glad you're able to be on here with us on this episode. And one of the big reasons why we have Aaron on here, just to be a little transparent with you, is he's a guy that I've kind of you know interacted with on social media and things of that nature. But I know that if you follow him on Instagram or Facebook, you would see that journaling is something that he practices regularly, where Royce and I, as we've admitted on other episodes, is not something that we do as often as others. And which is one reason why we did the whole journaling challenge is so that we as co-hosts would be working through some of this before we approach the topic. Now, um, Royce, before we kind of get into the conversation and talk about it, would you just remind the listeners again what the, the challenge was that we've been working through? Yeah. So I believe it was early July when we were kind of preparing for future episodes. And I saw this one kind of coming up in the, in the near future, kind of had the idea and maybe even the conviction to start a 30 day challenge, a, a spiritual journaling challenge in which you would take day by day, every day you would, you would be journaling at least a page. And so for myself, what I wanted to do was within the page of journaling, have one written passage or verse followed by a paragraph or so as a reflection on that verse. So you can just write out thoughts and ideas, maybe even your own little commentary on it. And then to finish it out, just written prayers regarding the verse or just regarding your your life or prayer needs. So Royce, I'm just going to be completely honest with you and the listeners, as I've already told you before we started recording, was I did not do the best with journaling. And it's been something I've done in the past regularly, but for me, it's been more of you know, I would do it for months, you know, a month and then kind of not do it for another month or, and kind of more sporadic. And as I was attempting to do it with this challenge that we've been working through, I would honestly say that I did it about half the days. As we're going to talk about it towards the end of the podcast, it's been an enjoyable thing for me. So I don't want to act like it wasn't. It was just more of a neglect that I didn't do it. Now, I was still in the word and in prayer and things of that nature, but journaling wasn't something I did every single one of those days within the 30-day challenge. Mm-hmm. How did it go on your end? Yeah, didn't quite go as well as I hoped it would, because as you know from the beginning, I really just, I, I abhor writing. I do not like to write. I really don't like to read either, which probably maybe shouldn't say in public, but I don't really like to read too much. But I, I probably maybe missed a day or two a week, depending on what was going on. Weekends are a little bit hard because I'm not as much into a routine. But yeah, I think I stuck to it fairly well. I'm the type of person where if I'm doing a thing, like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to do this thing for this amount of time, like I'm generally okay at it. It's when I start saying like, oh, this is going to become a part of my daily life from now on. Yeah. For some reason, they just tend, it just kind of tends to fly by the wayside when I do that. But no, for the challenge, I think I did, did pretty good. Yeah, I, I think that's impressive if you only missed a day or two out of each week. And that's kind of what hit me that a lot of things happen within these 30 days. Mm-hmm. I had about 15 of those days where people ended up staying in my home that don't normally stay here. And they were staying in my office where I normally read and write and do all of those things. And yeah. that's probably why mine kind of ended up the way it did. And that's obviously an excuse to use, but that's honestly, that's probably what happened. But as we get into the conversation itself, what we hope to answer is this idea of spiritual journaling. What is this discipline? What is the benefits of it? Kind of what does it look like? What are some methods we can use? But before we get into that conversation, I do want to take the opportunity 
to have a small break and listen to a commercial from the August Guns since we've talked about them today. They are the band that provides the music for us on each and every episode. Hi, I'm Micah. What's up? This is Royce. Hey, I'm Kirk. And I play bass. <laughs> we are the August Guns. We're a rock band from Des Moines, Iowa. And you'll hear our music featured on the Everyday Ministry Podcast. Check out our first two EPs in our upcoming record, Born Into Noise, on Spotify, iTunes, and the other major streaming platforms. We, through God's grace, have encountered Jesus Christ in His love, and we desire to reflect that love to people through what we do every day. So check us out. All right. Well, welcome back. As we get into the conversation, we want to first answer this question is what is journaling and how is it a spiritual discipline? And if I'm going to be honest with you too, initially when I thought of journaling before I've read Donald Whitney's book, I really thought about that preteen girl that has this book with a lock on it, with a key, their diary and things of that nature. And that's what I've loved about Donald Whitney's book is as we've walked through some of these things, these preconceived ideas I had about this specific area and how to connect them to scripture in our spiritual life has been transformative, much like that of meditating. And most often when we think of meditating, we think of that individual that's sitting uh, Indian style. I don't guess we can we say Indian style in a PC world, um, sitting Indian style uh, in a room with their, their hands up. Pretzel leg, you know, is what you call it. Pretzel leg, is that what it is? Pretzel is that leg. the is that the PC term? Um, in, and in, so, in indigenous person. <laughs> and journaling is one of those things that, if I'm going to be honest, that's what I thought of initially before I read this book a few years ago. As we kind of begin this question, before we get to the spiritual side of it, let's just look at what journaling itself is. So, Aaron, maybe you want to answer that for us, since you're the one that's a little more experienced in this area than us. Yeah. So journaling itself is just a process of basically putting what's going on in your brain on paper. It's processing your thoughts in a way that is visual and it's also kinetic. So there's the process of you writing things down. That's a physical act of you moving your hands. But then there's also the mental act of you're you're thinking about what you're writing, but you're also thinking about what's coming next. Or at least that's what I do. I'm, I, I write in what's called stream of consciousness. So as my thoughts are coming, I'm putting them on paper. And so I might go back two lines and say, oh, what happened there? And then by the end of a page, I've, I've gone through an entire doctrine. Or sometimes I've maybe even gone through just uh, like I've only got an inch into what I thought I was going to get through. Voice, maybe you want to tackle this next thing for us. When we think of what journaling is and you know, kind of sum it up, it's really just writing your thoughts. How do how does this really connect to our spiritual life? Well, I think even just kind of doing my own research on how, how you can define it and describe it, and then kind of some of my own thoughts, I would say journaling can be an important tool for Christian health and transformation uh, because it helps you document your journey with God. It helps you reflect on God's Word. 
to record your prayers and your prayer needs and provide yourself even with valuable insight to reflect upon later in life. So things of that nature. So when we think of this idea of spiritual disciplines, a lot of people have a pushback against it. And they're saying it's adding extra things to scripture and extra demands to the Christian life and things of that nature. And obviously you don't have to journal and take advantage of the spiritual discipline to be a strong believer in your walk with Christ. The other thing to that, though, is also nowhere in Scripture where you turn the page and it will say, thou shalt journal, or thou shalt journal, or you must journal, or anything of that nature. And so really it's just an extension of all these other disciplines that we've looked at through this Mm -hmm. study. And so kind of add that to say that on this episode, I doubt we're going to have too many scriptural references because it is more of a practical thing that we can use in our life to help us grow in Christ. And that's the importance of it. And for me, when I think of journaling, I often connected to that of meditation and that of prayer, because like you put in the challenge, and I'm glad you did, because it's a common thread for me when I do journal is that I always write out a prayer regarding to the scripture that I've read. Now, Aaron, like you were talking about, sometimes you go deep into this doctrine that you really kind of thought you were going to, and then sometimes you get you write everything out and you only scratch the surface of what you thought you were going to say. That's what I found so often. Like whenever we were doing this challenge, I chose to read through Galatians as I was journaling. And I would I was like, I'm going to read a chapter a day, and I'm just going to read this over and over again throughout the whole month. Man, I got to chapter one, read the first two verses, and wrote a whole page on it. I remember specifically one of my prayers was, it was really just thank you, thank you, and that like 10, 12 times for saving me. Because when you read through Galatians, you get this understanding. It's like, I did not deserve this. I did not earn this. I did not, this should not even happen in my life. But God, you did it anyway. And that's what I find so fascinating about journaling. It it makes you stop, Mm -hmm. slow down, and think through what you're reading and what you're processing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, But we want to get into some of those. We want to get into some of those benefits. Now, Donald Whitney gives us about nine or ten different benefits in his book, and we're not going to address all of them on this episode. What we're going to do is try to address just a handful of them. And so do you want to read all of them for the listeners at least? Yeah, that's good. Uh, It says, first and foremost, to help in self-understanding and evaluation, to help in meditation, to help in expressing thoughts and feelings to the Lord, to help remembering the Lord's work, help creating and preserving a spiritual heritage, help in clarifying and articulating insights, help in monitoring goal and priorities, and then to help in monitoring the other spiritual disciplines. So Royce, when you read a list like that, what are some in your experience kind of the send that just pop off the, the paper for you? The the first one, uh, help in self-understanding and evaluation. Um, I think there's something about journaling that helps me to stop and clear my thoughts. Even while I'm writing, I find myself thinking just a little bit more clearly as opposed to, you know, walking around and reading and praying. And and I find myself reflecting a lot more on how what I'm reading applies to me directly, where I'm at, and how I interact with God's Word in my life in in any given time. So that the idea of self-evaluation, definitely speaks to me quite a bit. And I, find, I found myself thinking almost kind of re, reframing a lot of the way that I, well, a lot of the ways that I was understanding God's word 
um, as I was journaling. So I would even talk about, here's my old mindset in, re in regards to this subject matter. And here's what your word says. Um, so it's just a, a good way to examine um, kind of how I'm thinking through things. And then the, another one that was helpful was, oh yeah, just, just expressing thoughts and feelings to the Lord. I think sometimes when you're just praying, you tend to, I, I do at least, tend to just mumble out as much stuff as, I, as comes to my mind. And I don't generally formulate my thoughts or think through what I'm really praying. But as I'm writing prayers, I, I do definitely find myself articulating my heart a little bit more clearly in such a way that even I can understand what's going on a little bit better while I'm praying. So those are two things that I think had a pretty big impact on me in these last 30 days. I think those two things are extremely helpful. If I would be honest with myself, I think the prayer, like you were pointing out there, is mm -hmm. something about writing your prayer. Yeah. To me, it makes me think of the seriousness of what I'm doing also mm. is because I am communicating with the Creator. Mm -hmm. And so it is. it makes me more inclined to think through the words I'm saying and like you said, rather than babbling or repeating myself and things of that nature. But Aaron, like we've said earlier, man, you, you practice this in some different ways than we do and more often than we do in some ways. When you read Whitney's list here, what are some things that kind of stand out to you? Yeah, um, first I would um, address meditation uh, just because that's, been a big thing for this season right now um you mentioned that you were journaling through galatians i'm doing a similar thing with the sermon on the mount with each day i'm taking where uh each translation has a section heading so like the beatitude there are salt and light etc i'm taking each one of those section headings and just journaling through that small section of verses and when you do that it's about 21 days worth of content and thinking about how Christ addresses so many different issues in the life of his people, um, first and foremost, or even who Jesus is in the uh, life of his people, which that's a Christological form of meditation I'm talking about, but you can meditate through any sort of theological framework. You can do meditation on the trinity or going back to the christological thing because that's uh what i'm doing right now joel beakey in a sermon talking about the puritan practice of meditation he would he uses this illustration of looking at a door and and thinking what do i know about doors doors open things christ opened who i am and made me alive but christ is also the door that is open he's the one who accomplished everything first and foremost and seeing something on the surface but then like an iceberg once you go under the water you see it's fathoms deep and so wide hmm. that it covers every aspect of your life and when you get a i'm going to be biased with the way i journal here but when you break out a pencil and a notebook it goes so much deeper when you see it in front of you and uh, without Without a piece of paper and a writing utensil in front of you, I think you're missing out on a lot of that, especially if you have, uh, say, like a journaling Bible to where you can diagram sentences right in front of you in the text or uh, something of that nature. Um, another one that stood out to me in this list is creating and preserving a spiritual heritage. Mm -hmm. And 
this one I actually do have a scriptural reference for in Psalm 78, uh, which I believe Asaph wrote right off the top of my head, um, is talking about retelling the story of the children of Israel to the coming generation. And uh, as we do in our own, y'all can probably tell from the journaling that y'all have done the growth that y'all have had and maybe some wrong things that you've believed. Cause I know if I look back to some of the journals I kept when I was 14, there were some very wrong things I believed about God. And now all these years later, seeing that uh, thankfully with the spirits work and by God's grace, he has corrected those things. And I'm able to see that not only have I grown, but even going further than that, the the things that I write down are answered prayers of the saints gone on before that Christ will preserve his church throughout yeah. everything. Hmm. And so, um, and even thinking about that, uh, when my grandfather passed away in 2009, I, as um, a gift, my grandmother gave me his uh, meditations that he had written on a typewriter and it's just binders and binders full of his uh, processing through God's word. And to see that and to think that his prayers led up to uh, just my own calling in a sense and that of even just Mm -hmm. being an active part of Christ and his church. And so establishing that um, heritage and then building upon that. So I hate, I hate both of you in some ways because you both mentioned one <laughs> at least, the ones I was going to point out. Aaron, and you know, I, I thought about this idea of the, like you just mentioned, the preserving and spiritual heritage. Mm-hmm. And it's obviously since I don't journal, it's not something that I'm actively doing in my life. But yeah. that's not something I would have thought about when I thought about journaling. And that's what I appreciated about Whitney pointing this out because that is a great benefit of journaling. As you mm-hmm. said, you know, even in your own Christian life, but, you know, I think of, you know, raising a child, you know, if I was to journal and, you know, obviously a lot of people don't like to think in this mindset, but what if you, you pass away, right. And yeah. your, your child loses their father, you know, or mother, if you're listening and you're a female, um, they could have this, right. They could have this, these things that you've written down about the truth of God's word and, you know, even by journaling, you're able to and then disciple your children in some ways that you may not have gotten to if it wouldn't have been for the circumstances of you taking this yeah. time and writing them down and um, hearing the greatness of how God reflects in your own personal life and walk. And so I definitely see that one as a benefit, though. It's not something I would have personally thought of if it wasn't for this resource. And really, the the big thing for me in my journaling is this clarity and articulating insights because I think of it almost, and I know it's my, it's not, it's my, my personal time with Christ in his word, but almost like when I sermon prep. So when I sermon prep, the first thing I do is I approach God's word and God's word alone, no outside resources or anything of that nature. And just that, what I generally do is have a sheet of paper and whatever the scripture is, I have just that scripture on that paper with a bunch of spaces and uh, open room for me to write and underline and things of that nature, because that helps me clarify and articulate the insights of God's word. 
by looking at how it's connecting to other places in that scripture or how it points to something different and all of these things. And journaling enables me to do that in my personal time because I'm able to sit here and pause and think through through the truth of God's word and, and do it by writing down and writing these things down. And so that's the one that really stood out to me outside of the meditation, without side of the uh, self-understanding evaluation, as well as autistic, um, the preserving um, a spiritual heritage. And so, I, well, I kind of want to second what Aaron said about about the heritage aspect of it. it it's kind of funny because I know we'll probably talk more about the, our benefits of this challenge, but even before I started the challenge, um, I felt the benefits of it just looking for a journal to use. Um, I was kind of roaming around my house, seeing if I had any old journals that maybe I did back in the day. And I found like two or three of them that I just completely forgot I, I ever had. And it, it's just funny because my my use of my journals was so spotty. I, I would have something on like page one to five and then something in the middle randomly about something random. And then, you know, so obviously I'm terrible at it, but looking, looking at those journals, I definitely experienced that idea of looking back and getting that snapshot of where I was spiritually in whatever 2010, I think one of them was. And I was much younger spiritually then. I was in a completely different uh, state, completely surrounded by completely different people, completely different life experiences, definitely had a different theology and different view of the scriptures, definitely some weird interpretations going on. Um, so you can see like, oh, I have grown in a lot of ways, but then I also noticed I could really see that some of that early Christian consolation that I had that I actually missed where you're, you're young and you're, you're just in love with Christ and Mm -hmm. you don't have a lot of burdens that you're carrying at the time because you don't have kids or a wife yet and it was actually a really nice reminder of like wow christ was really with me and i really felt near to him at that time even though i was totally messed up probably in a lot of my thinking and it was a convicting moment where i was like wow i i want to cultivate that again i want to try to create that in me a little bit more now so that was just one aspect that that i could call out now since we were talking about the heritage thing Funny, I feel the same way about reading old sermons I preached. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I think I would feel much, much better if they were in a journal rather than knowing it's something that I said out loud <laughs> to a group of people. That's great. So, you know, you say that, and this is kind of unrelated, but isn't it wonderful that we can still have a desire for God and His Word and still be wrong in some ways? Mm, and yeah. It's, yeah. It's beautiful because we're going to be wrong in some ways, even where all three of us are right now, currently in our theology and our understanding of God's word in five years and 10 years and 15 years. Hopefully we can look back to this moment and say, God has taught me so much more than this last, Mm -hmm. however long it was. Um, Because we're not going to understand it all. And it's the beauty of God's word because he's infinite and all knowing and we are not. And so, but it also makes you feel good. I, I, I appreciate that add on there, Royce. I think it's. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was really en- good. Encouraging for me because I, I feel the same way sometimes. 
What we're going to do now is, as we've looked at Donald Whitney's book and kind of these benefits that he mentions, and that's pretty much what he addresses in his chapter. He really begins his chapter by explaining what journaling is, and then he talks about the benefits of it, and then he moves on to some ways that you can do this. And instead of approaching what Whitney explains in his book, what we want to do is kind of talk about the ways that we've journaled and how how it's benefited us and things of that nature. And so instead of letting Aaron go first, me and Royce are going to go first on this one. That way we don't seem like complete idiots. Uh, and, so, and so I don't have to put Royce on the hot seat again. I'm just going to go first and kind of explain to you all my process. And one of the big ways I've done this in the past is about once or twice a year, I would pick and read through Proverbs. And the reason why I would do Proverbs is because Proverbs has 31 chapters in it. And because it has 31 chapters in it, if you're pretty smart at math and you know you know the way kind of the calendar works, there's several months in the year that it falls on 31 days. And so you can read through a proverb and you know write on that and journal on that each one of those months. And so I've generally done that about twice a, twice a year. And the reason in being was it just helps me slow down and really kind of look at some biblical solid practical things in my life but we were kind of discussing it Royce brought up the idea of trying to find that journal as he was starting this challenge though though i don't journal a lot i am particular about the journals i use (laughs) that's that's really weird i know that might be that might be why you don't do it very much because you're too it may be it may be it really may be (laughs) and i know aaron is going to Start talking about Electrum and um, field notes and all these other things later. But what I have found to be beneficial, and I've had Electrum, and I oh, I may pronounce that that wrong. And Leuchter. I've had, huh? Leuchterm. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a German brand. Okay, well, oh. I definitely, I definitely butchered that. And then I've also, <laughs> and I've also used some of the. Um, What's the other one? Not the field notes, but the moleskin. Moleskin, and I've definitely and I and I've used a lot of the moleskins, and I love the moleskins. But what I have found, because I'm also cheap, is that Walmart sells a version of the moleskin. Now it doesn't have the the table of contents and all of those things. If you're really into this, like Aaron is, but it does have the good set of lines. It has the pocket in the back. It has the elastic band that goes over it. Um, I really wish it was perforated but it's not none of them none of the ones i've really found are and so that's the one i would recommend that's one i use now i use another one too but you don't want to buy it you have to buy it from like europe and you have to yeah it takes a while i bought it on kickstarter absolutely love it but it's not practical for everyone and so um, for me one thing that i've really enjoyed is finding a good one and uh now aaron as i keep saying that but he's probably going to talk about some pencils and Blackwing and some different things like that, but I like I like my good test, good old Sharpies pen. That's what I like, and okay. I like to write with that. And it's really just a process for me is reading the scripture as a whole. As I read the scripture as a whole, find that one or two things that I just kind of fall onto. Um, but I would actually what I would do is read the scripture as a whole, kind of outline that scripture, and then write a paragraph on that specific thing that stands out to me about that it may be doctrinal it may be an attribute of god it may be how he relates to me 
And then my prayer would be around that as well. And it's much like some of the other things I enjoy to do in life. What I like about it is it causes me to stop, cut everything off, not have anything playing in the background, not worry about anything else going on, and just pause for that 20 minutes, 30 minutes, depending on how in-depth it is, and just reflect on God's Word. So it's all about the process to me, and that's why the journal matters. That's why the pen matters. matters. That's why kind of where I'm at matters as well, because it's all about the process to me. Um, and that's my weird thing about journaling. Royce, what about you, man? I uh, am absolutely not picky at all about any of my journaling equipment. I don't. I pretty much use whatever pen or pencil I have in my desk at the time that I'm planning to journal. And generally, they're just crappy, <laughs> crappy little cheap big pencils. Well, to be fair, I use that pen for everything, so it's always nice. Open. Nice. So. Um, yeah, and then you know, just regular. No, I mean, I don't use like a, like a spiral college notebook. I, I'll, in the past I have gone to like a bookstore, maybe a Christian bookstore and got something that was a little bit nicer, but, um, but as far as like how I journal or how I've used journaling in the past, um, I, I know there was a point in my time where I was really just using journaling more like reactively, which means like not part of my daily devotion by any means, but, um, something that I would go to maybe during or after important seasons in my life or um, important experiences that I had that I felt like I needed to process more in depth and try to document those. So even, even looking through the journals that I've owned previously, I found, I found a couple that, yeah, I had just like randomly pages of, Oh, I woke up, I had this dream that felt really, uh, really spiritual. And so I wrote down the dream and I reflected on the dream for like an hour just writing. So, so it was never very structured at all for me. Um, I've also used journals just for your normal life planning as well, where it's like, here's the things I want to do better. Here's the things I, I want to be more long-term with and plan ahead for, and just kind of jot those things down. So I noticed a lot of my stuff was kind of more outline as opposed to just jotting down thoughts. So I tend to be a little bit more maybe uh, organized in that way. But, yeah. So time for the guy who's probably the most neurotic about all of this. <laughs> I really wish that Chris could have been on this episode with you because I think it would have just been you and him talking the whole oh, time. Yeah. And, and me and Royce would have just been back here not oh, saying yeah. a thing. Funny. Um, no, so actually uh, I use a four-notebook system. Uh, as what I would like to say. Uh, so I have a pocket notebook, uh, which is usually a field notes that I keep in a wallet that I was actually just gifted as a going away present from the church I was just at. Um, so I have the field notes, which is like a catch-all if I have an idea or something during the day or uh, just a basic to-do list for how my day is going to look. It goes in there. But also if like... Uh, if I think about something or if I read something and I have that idea that just won't let me get the rest of my work done during the day, I'll write it down and say, it's, it's in the notebook. Now I can handle it later. Hmm. Um, then I have uh, a Baron fig confidant, which is a little notebook with uh, dot grid paper. And that's my weekly planner on one side of the page. And then on the other side of the page, 
I have it split up into seven sections to just write a short paragraph about how my day went. So nothing really spiritual, particularly. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. Um, and then I'll have a small moleskin notebook, uh, usually uh, one of the Kayes, which is like a cardboard notebook uh, with about 30 pages in it. And uh, James, you mentioned you were looking for perforated paper. In those, the last 10 pages are perforated. See, all of them should be. Not just the last 10. Every one of them should be. <laughs> because like, I'm also OCD, so if I write the scripture wrong or something like that, I have to start over. Like, and so, if you use pencil, you wouldn't have to worry about that. Hey. <laughs> the grace of the eraser. <laughs> no, so in the, in the small moleskin notebooks, that's usually where I take notes from whatever book I'm reading at the time talking about nonfiction type book or theology. I'll jot my notes down in that. But then there is the other notebook, which is either a moleskin or a, a loish term. And in that one, I have, uh, that's where my spiritual reflections go. So in, in the, what I'll consider the spiritual discipline notebook or journal, uh, that is where I will write down my prayers, my engagement with the scriptures. And um, that's where most of my spiritual heart, uh, for lack of a better term, goes into is to writing in that one hmm. notebook. And that is because uh, I, I might flip back through it and catch an idea from a previous day and see I want to process how I've grown through that one thing or as I said earlier, going through a passage like the Sermon on the Mount, uh, just chunk by chunk, making sure that I don't leave a stone unturned, making sure that I um, understand everything as much as I can uh, that God intended to communicate to us as his people. And uh, it's very slow and messy. I don't journal every day as much as James is like to mention that I'm the expert on this. Uh, it's a it's a very messy and inconsistent thing uh, for everyone, and it takes time to build up the habit. Uh, and as uh, Whitney talks about, that's what building up a discipline actually is. Uh, so, yeah. Well, well, you're the relative expert <laughs> because compared to Royce and I, you're definitely more in that area than we are. Hey, Aaron, do you have a specific environment that you tend to go towards for journaling? Yeah, that really depends. I've found that if it's something like if I'm dealing with a sin issue in my heart and I really need to wrestle or if I, or if I really need to wrestle with God on an issue, I want to be as isolated as I can be. And usually that's just going into, into my office or uh, whatever room I can be by myself with a pencil, a journal and a desk and a Bible and just being with myself and God. Um, other than that, if I'm meditating on something or just processing thoughts in a more, um, I, d I don't want to say simple, but uh, in just a more generic way, uh, once again, for lack of a better word, uh, any sort of environment works for me, whether it's a, a coffee shop or at church uh, during the meet and greet time, if if something comes to mind, I'll usually 
write it down or uh, make a note to get alone with God about it later. You know, you mentioned that, and it, having the wallet one seems like that would be a reason why it would be beneficial. Mm-hmm. It's especially when it comes to your spiritual walk, you know, if something specific kind of reveals itself and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to show my my millennial nature, but I just use my phone for that uh, <laughs> because obviously the listeners can't see this, but on my I like I have used an Apple. I think the listeners should know that by now. I have like twelve different folders for my stuff that's on my notes on my phone, which a lot of it's you know like work, church, some of my freelance stuff that I do and things of that nature. So I know we haven't tackled a ton in Whitney's book, but the point we're trying to make in all of this is that journaling looks different for each individual, and it's really as Aaron pointed out at the end of his explanation of his process, it's about building this discipline. It's about finding what works for you. You know, a four tier journal process may not work for you. For you, it may look like much like mine and Royce's did where, um, you know, half the time that you do it or you do it so many days a week, it's more or less just allowing the time you do journal through God's word or the things going on in your life to help you in your walk with Christ. And I think that's where if we take it too far and we treat it more as a chore, then it becomes as Whitney uses his word throughout his book, it becomes drudgery. It becomes Mm -hmm. something that we're more worried about doing rather than the benefits of doing it itself. And so my encouragement for the listeners is to actually just find what fits for you in this journaling process and do it. Um, It may be five times a week. It may be two times a week. It may be structured. It may not be structured at all, um, but really just find that. And so before we move into just um, some plugs of the week, I do want to just give another challenge. I know we just got out of this 30-day one, but I want to give another 30-day challenge. Your voice is cool with this, and it kind of be more open-ended. It's just for the next 30 days work on what fits for you in journaling process because i know we were specific on you know a specific scripture or a a paragraph of how to do it right out of prayer but some of those things may not be beneficial for you so now that you've tried that or you've heard from us three find out what works for you in journaling so that in this next 30 days work through that find what's best for you and then afterwards we'll kind of recap it and if you in this 30-day challenge and this process of doing it some things stand out to you and there's some things you want to highlight about it. We can, we can mention those and, and, and share them with the other listeners that may be beneficial for them as well. We've kind of left you with this challenge of this next 30 day challenge of just seeking to journal in what fits for you. But now we're going to just move towards the plugs of the week before we get there though. I do want to take another opportunity and listen to a commercial for one of the other podcasts that's on the Christian podcast community. Striving for Eternity is a Christ-centered ministry focused on equipping people for eternity. And they provide speakers and seminars that come to your church with expertise in theology, hermeneutics, world religions, creation science, evangelism, presuppositional apologetics, church history, and expertise in sexual abuse in the church. For details on their seminars and to request a speaker for your church, go to strivingforeternity.org. Striving to make today an eternal day for the glory of God. 
All right, as we've come back and we're going to be transitioning into the plugs of the week, if you were writing down or if you pulled out your wallet notebook <laughs> that you might, may or may not have, you might have wrote down some of those names and things that Aaron mentioned earlier or maybe my cheap $5 Walmart one. But we want to kind of move into some plugs of the week. And in this, we can address you know some journals that we like or uh, maybe even some scriptural references or books that kind of help us in this process. Yeah, through a little bit of my own research with journaling, I, I, one one book that actually came up a couple times uh, was a book by Richard Peace. It was called Spiritual Journaling, Recording Your, Your Journey Toward God. And based off of kind of what I've seen on some of the overviews, it's a study guide, actually, that... Uh, maybe like first time, first time journalers can use it. Explore it, kind of explores and explains how the use of the spiritual discipline of journaling can deepen your walk with God, and then it helps provide a guide and ways to think through your journaling. So that would be that would be one plug that I would have. How about you, Aaron? Sorry, I was I was writing that down. <laughs> nice. No, uh, so. I got few recommendations. So for those who are new to journaling, I would say find a method that works for you. And that's part of the new challenge that was mentioned. And a lot of them these days have an acronym that goes along with them. So uh, like at my church, the discipleship pathway that we do now uh, as they are, which is a, a small group initiative that we started, but they're reading the scriptures and using a journaling method called here. And it stands, uh, each letter is a different uh, action to do. So H, you highlight the verses that stand out to you. E, explain who wrote it and why they wrote it and why is it why is it's in the Bible and what God's communicating through uh, that text. Apply that verse to your life and then respond with what are you going to do now? Uh, another similar method is also called, it's SOAP which is scripture, observation, application, and prayer. And that, so those are two sort of big idea, ethereal things. And then something, uh, a product would be the Kaye journals that I mentioned before uh, from Molsky and Missional where make some that are uh, laser etched with some reformed heroes on the cover for those in the reformed camp. But they're short notebooks. And I know it can be very discouraging if you get, this like 100 200 page journal and you get 30 pages into it and you're like oh man i didn't do anything so if you get a 30 page journal and you get 30 pages into it you feel pretty good and you want to keep on going into the discipline so get a smaller notebook to start off uh and that'd be my, my other plug of the week all right well mine's more more or less some resources that i would use on a quote-unquote devotional time as well as journaling. And it's some that I've recommended before and that other other hosts have recommended as well. One is the Valley of Vision. It's um, essentially Puritan prayers. I know that as we were discussing this and this challenge, Daniel also journals a lot as well. And this is one that he highlighted that I wasn't sure that he used regularly. And um, I know that Chris uses it often as well. Um, it's really just a, a fantastic way of us reflecting on God and his truth while reading prayers of other individuals that have been slightly edited. The other thing, and uh, my preference would be the 1689 Baptist Confession. And now, obviously, if you're 
falling into a different camp or something of that nature, you might would use a different confession. But for me, it's beneficial sometimes as I journal to take more theological statements and journal on those and, and just kind of rest on those and think through those more of like a systematic way of viewing God's word. Um, and so that's been beneficial for me as well. And as I journal and, and walk through these things. And once again, if you're cheap like me, you can go to Walmart. They're black, and I think they do a pink one. If you're a male, pick the black one. Uh, it's just a cheap <laughs> journal. It's fantastic. I love it. Now, it's not constructed as well as the moleskins and the weird German word that Aaron said earlier. It's um, it's you know it's cheaper, so the glue's not as good and things of that nature. Uh, but it is larger, so it is about 120 pages. So as he was kind of recommended, if that's kind of if that's going to discourage you, find one of these other ones that are a little bit thinner. I had one, um, like he was talking about, that was uh, the dotted ones, and I loved it, but I ran out of it, and then I was cheap, so I didn't buy another one. And so so that's the plugs of the week. Royce, before we jump off here, you want to add anything about journaling or just the conversation we've had? Yeah, I do. Uh, A verse passage that came up actually during my Bible study group last, or I guess, yeah, just this last Tuesday, was Philippians 4, verse 8. And Paul writes, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And that was a very timely verse for me because I think um, that's something that I've, I've seen as a strong benefit to journaling. And I think if we, per, if we are truly pursuing these things, to be thinking on these things, dwelling on these things and meditating on these things, what a benefit we can have in journaling, um, in renewing our minds and removing distractions and having a clarity in our thought life. So I would, I would just encourage people to maybe think about that and how that could impact your life. Well, awesome. And Aaron, we want to thank you again for being on an episode with this, especially as short notice as I asked you. Before we jump off here, man, you want to add anything for the listeners? Yeah, just in your journaling, don't get bogged down in yourself, in the spiritual discipline aspect of journaling. When you are processing the scripture, look to make much of Jesus. That's good. What I want to end with is a simple question. Is Aaron, are you redheaded or just red beard? Red bearded is nice. What it's been. Uh, I started off as a as a young pup, as like it came out bleach blonde, and then it got darker as I got older, and the beard came in red for some reason. Okay, well, I think wow. it's close enough that we can claim that there's three redheaded people on this show. That's amazing because wow. it's a part of your face, so it's still part of your head. Yeah. So redheaded, you right? Yeah, I think we can get a, get away with that, right? So we are the one percent, guys. I can do you one more. Are are uh, are either of y'all left-handed? Oh no, no. no my dude. My, tw- my twin got that trait. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, he really did actually. But, oh wow! <laughs> uh, all right, let's let's land this thing. Well, yep. as we said, thanks again, Aaron, for being on here, Royce. I am. So glad that you are able to jump on this episode. And maybe this means mm-hmm. that since the fall is here, you're going to be able to be on more episodes now since you're an official host of the Everyday Ministry Podcast. Oh, perhaps. Awesome. Well, uh, <laughs> listeners, we want to thank you again for just 
liking and listening to the show. I know this is all on the end of the show recap as we're going to, you're going to hear in just a moment, but we just want to encourage you to share this episode. If you've enjoyed it, not, not for our benefit of building an audience, but simply so that others can find the joy of the spiritual discipline of journaling and implement this in their Christian walk. And so this has been another episode of the everyday ministry podcast. We'd like to thank you for listening to today's episode of the Everyday Ministry Podcast, where we seek to provide quality content first through our full-length episodes that release every first and third Monday of the month, and second, through the Minister's Minute. These are short 10- to 15-minute episodes that release every second and fourth Monday of the month, in which one of our co-hosts will seek to answer a specific question related to everyday ministry. If you enjoyed today's episode, we encourage you to subscribe and rate the podcast through the podcast catcher of your choice. We can be found on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, and YouTube. Today we pray peace and grace for you through our Lord Jesus Christ. And happy ministry. Who will save?